Hello and welcome to Talkie Talk, the podcast for the media by us. Talkie Talk. My name is Brent. I'm here today with David. Hello. Chris. Hello. And TJ. Yep. And we're going to be talking the talk and walking the walk. But mainly talking the talk. <laughs> but also, we're not getting up, so... <laughs> Too tired to walk the walk today. So we're going to talk the walk as well. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking about what we've been watching and maybe discuss some recent news a bit. And uh, finish it up with a recommendation for what to go see at the movie theater this weekend. So, uh... Or two weekends ago. <laughs> That's true. We've been, uh, our, our schedule's gotten a little off lately, and uh, our most recent <laughs> recommendation may have been about two weeks late when I told you to go see The Predator, it was which probably, you probably should not have gone to see. It apparently wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah. David, why don't you lead us off? I'll do it. I watched uh, some stuff. Um, I watched a TV show and a couple movies. Uh, a couple of movies you guys had already touched on, and maybe a couple you haven't. This is keeping suspense. I'll start with TV. Um, the recent season of BoJack Horseman just came to Netflix uh, fairly recently, so I've been starting that one up. I watched a lot of that too. Yeah, I'm about five episodes in or so. I think the last one I saw was the, uh, not to give anything away, but the funeral episode. God damn it, that was the last one I saw. Because you can't actually watch the next one after watching that. Yeah, you need to take a break. It is still uh, super internal, um, kind of depressing, kind of in its lane, but also really funny. Yeah, uh, I, I described to people last night what, the episode's called Free Churro, um, and it is a... Four-minute diatribe by Bojack's dad talking about how useless he thinks everyone is around him and how like how much like, despair there is in being a husband and a father. And that is followed by the theme song for 30 seconds and then an uninterrupted 23-minute eulogy delivered by Bojack Horseman wow. with the shot hardly changing, just him walking around on the dais. And it is really tough to digest. Yeah. It does have a funny, I'm not going to give it away, a funny button at the end, though. Yeah. I don't know if that episode makes me think that the show is super fucking smug and full of itself, and I kind of hated what they did, or if it's clever and... Yeah. You touch on... It's, on the line. It's right on the line. It always does these kind of stylistic departures. Um, big ones were the underwater episode for one of the seasons. Yeah. Um, there was the uh, episode about uh, dementia, which was really good. There was the bender from the first season, mm-hmm. where characters go on a bender. Um, this one stretches the edge of, is it still entertaining? But it's it's very great voice performance by Will Arnett as Bojack. Um, yeah. Nice. It's not, uh, yeah, I, I do love that show, but it is not that bingeable for me. I can't do a whole bunch in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. The, just the worldview gets a little bit punishing. It's just a, a tragedy roller coaster, and I, I, like you, you need to get off from yeah. time to time. What do you think of uh, Rami Malek this season? He's great. Yeah. He they they drew a character who is perfect for his voice. Mm-hmm. He's like the strung out like indie director who's kind of selling himself out on a TV show, mm-hmm. but claims that there's a bunch of like hidden narratives in it and hidden meaning. So with Rami Malek's voice, which is very monotone and dry, and I mean something that's even more depressed, 
Yeah. It's great. Very pretentious, but he's really funny in it. Um, it's good. If you're on that show's wavelength, you'll enjoy it. If not, you're never going to get this far into the seasons. Sorry. You're never going to get that far in the seasons. So, that's the only real new TV show I watched. Uh, I did watch some movies. Um, uh, heard from the last watch list, Chris, you covered for all the boys I've loved before. A little bit. I didn't really go into much detail because I thought you had talked about it. I hadn't. It had been a little bit since I've, I've seen it, but haven't been on a watch list. And I, I just found it really charming, enjoyable, and cute. Yeah. I really like the lead performance uh, that uh, you talked about, the um, Laura Condor, I think is her name. It looks it looks like a delight. Yep. Lana. Lana Condor. Lana Condor. It's got a very uh, uh, strong Wes Anderson influence to a lot of the shots, so... Just not a bad person to crib from. Yep, go for the quirky cuteness and stay for the quirky Wes Anderson-ness. Is that a Netflix original? Yes. Yeah, part of their like uh, play on owning the rom-com after Set It Off and a whole bunch of others that have kind of hit for them. And from that, uh, I really enjoyed watching For All the Boys I've Loved Before. And I said, oh, here's another Netflix original. It's set during World War II. And it is another kind of uh, romantic movie. <laughs> it is the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Fuck <laughs> That's you. The name of the fucking That's movie. The That's the name of the movie. The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. You just keep saying that for forty six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I probably could. Um, it, it's it's not as good. <laughs> not all. Netflix romances are created equally. It's set during like World War Two, and there's some island Guernsey and like the uh, the Channel Islands uh, that yeah. was occupied during World War Two, and uh, it's just it's not not that great. It does have Scott, I think his name Scott Powell from Set It Off is on it, but he plays like a, a no is that fun. The, set it up. Set it up. Yeah. Is that the lead? Yeah. The guy who plays the. Uh, astronaut and yeah, hidden um, figures, hidden figures. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's got the, <laughs> it's got the main. <laughs> like it'll be review style. Just uh, at the end, Paul Schrader go. It's okay. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I'd avoid it unless you really are into that time period or really into nope. like, uh, Netflix <laughs> completionist. Really no, the no, island oh God. <laughs> I can't imagine being a studio completionist. <laughs> yeah. It's hard enough to just like, hey, I've watched the 12 David Fincher movies. <laughs> Especially but, with Netflix, because they're totally shotgun approaching movies yeah. this year. Nobody's just every, like one a day. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, um, another movie I saw, I saw on Filmstruck that the Ingrid, nope, Ingmar Bergman films were leaving Filmstruck. Oh, really? So I, I took a stab at... I've never... I don't think I've seen a single Ingmar uh, Bergman movie. I don't think any of us have, maybe. So I just took a stab at one of them that's influenced a lot in terms of uh, some psychological horror stuff. Per- Experimental. Persona. Yeah! Persona. I saw Persona. I haven't seen it. It's the one of his that I think I'd be very interested to see. Yeah, it is... The, it is uh, it's... For him, I was reading after, it's very experimental. Like, it's, it's black and white, and there'll be shots they'll go to of, like, a cockroach skittering across a floor, and then, like, an old man, like, breathing heavily in a graveyard. It's like what, uh, 
like The Simpsons would make fun of if they were showing an experimental film. Yeah. But that's only part of the movie. The other part, there's these great two Swedish performances. There's a actress who, after a certain time period, decides she's not speaking anymore and checked herself into an asylum. Wow. And then there's a nurse assigned to her. And um, they just have a really interesting, interesting dynamic. The nurse is super talkative and uses her as like her therapist. And they just like are on this um, island, just talking about all these things, going through trauma and a whole bunch of stuff. It's uh, a lot of I heard a lot of his movies are kind of nihilistic or have um, has his viewpoint about society that it's like there's emptiness in in some relationships and whatnot. So it's not exactly a, an upper. Has nothing to do with the Japanese RPG either. I was disappointed in that. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's, it was really, uh, really fascinating. And those performances, I think it's Liv Ullman and BB Anderson, mm. who are in a lot of his movies, are outstanding. And Liv Ullman, I think she's she related somehow to you <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> no, to Ingmar. I mean. Ingmar Bergman. Oldman. Uh, uh, I don't know, maybe. Oh, no, he's just married to her for a while. Gotcha. And also married to B.B. Anderson for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird to coincidence, B.B. Anderson is the, uh, was the, the first person to ever get voted off Survivor for being, like, the crotchety old man. <laughs> really? That's his name. Yeah. name? B.B. Anderson. Weird. Uh, I always thought he was related to Ingrid Bourbon somehow. Because I knew he had, like, a bunch of famous relatives, but they're not, apparently. I did, too. Um... So yeah, it's pretty good, and it's definitely very influential. Uh, you see it's... Uh, there's a lot of shots that borrow from that movie. And to that aspect, it's uh, very uh, interesting. So I'll end that with, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, last movie I saw, you guys have definitely touched on it. Uh, it was a Friday night rental. Uh, saw Game Night. Hey! hey. Yep. Talking talk completion. Yeah. All four of us. <laughs> we talked to completion. <laughs> <laughs> we said all the fucking words. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, it was really fun. There's some really fun performances in it. I really like uh, Kyle Chandler as a uh, well-to-do brother. And yeah. uh, Jesse Plemons as the cop is just outstanding. Yeah, Jesse I think Plemons. we all agree he steals the movie there. Yeah, He's so damn good. Him disappearing to the house is one of the funniest things I've seen this year. In the scene with Jason Bateman and the dog, <laughs> I was just cracking up during yeah. that. I don't know why it just hit me in the funny bone. And I always love seeing Winston Bishop. Uh, yeah. Lamorne Morris. Winnie yeah. the Bish. Yeah, Winnie the Bish. He's good in it. And the the uh, the kind of unconnected everything celebrity <laughs> sequence in that <laughs> is just really fucking funny. The guy's a very <laughs> ugly Denzel Washington. When, yeah. he, when he realizes... <laughs> when he sees the picture on her phone and he realizes that, oh, man... This she did not sleep with. He just savors it. He said, "When you zoom in, you really see that nose." <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. And a fun note: uh, the um, uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams is uh, house. Mm-hmm. One of our friends that we just went to, uh, they were at a wedding last week. It's actually their house. Oh, cool! Yeah, they like uh, stylized some stuff, and they uh, <laughs> we were talking last week at the wedding. They, they kept it that way because it looked kind of cool. Nice. <laughs> so they offered for us to watch the movie then go over and see the house. So we might do that. Cool. Sweet. I also really like the uh, the other couple in the movie too. 
I don't think they get as many big moments, but I really like the dynamic between the guy who's like always bringing ditzes oh, yeah. to part to the game. Now. I liked the ditz character, now who wasn't a ditz this time kind of thing, right? Billy Magnuson and Sharon Horgan. Yeah, yeah, I, I really liked her in the movie. I love her from Catastrophe. Yeah, uh, that's a great show. Mm-hmm. And Billy Magnuson has been in stuff. He was in Ingrid Goes West, one of those movies I saw. He was also Martin. in the Great Potato Peeler of the Channel Islands Part Twelve. <laughs> 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 I'll never see another Guernsey franchise movie. But <laughs> yeah, he's he's really movies. he's really funny in that. <laughs> yeah, that was a good like just early summer like movie. Yeah, it's just yeah. super like, satisfying. Yeah. 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 It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I had fun. At game night. I wanna go. Okay. Do it. See you, right. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm packing up these dogs and leaving. Uh, I want to go only because I have two movies which have been talked about before, and then uh, one that I think is an, an Oscar cross off. Um, so I saw The Package because TJ wouldn't stop fucking bothering me about watching the movie The Package to the point where he came over to my house and turned it on on my TV. <laughs> That is not an exaggeration. <laughs> Never heard of this movie. I'll talk about it, and I watched it. And Chris is about the time. Oh, I thought it. you talked. I'm all fucked up, man. I don't know what when we talked about what. No. Um. Good. <clears throat> how was it? Well, I don't want to steal your thunder now. No. I mean, we can talk about it now. That's what I'm saying. All right, let's, let's talk. That's about how it. this works normally. <laughs> At the same time, guys, we've got crazy double idea. talk and talk. <laughs> let's talk about movies we watched. <laughs> So yeah, <clears throat> the package it stars the lead from the hit film Blockers, mm-hmm. um, the uh, young Asian woman Geraldine Viswanathan. Yes, <clears throat> um, and it is about a group of friends who have this yearly tradition of going camping in this one spot in the mountains, and uh, they go, and someone accidentally cuts their penis off. And so the whole thing is getting the package to the hospital, um, trying to reunite this guy with his penis. Um, so it's it's like a dumb comedy like that. I yep. saw the trailer for that. Now it, that's now coming back to me. Uh, the poster's just a eggplant emoji. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> all it is. Yeah, I mean, I was telling Chris to watch it, not because it's great by any means, but it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and uh, really I really like think her performance. I think right? she her performance this year in Blockers and that. Yeah. Like, I'm ready to see her more. Mm. Yeah, so, better yeah, things. She's really good. Yeah. I love that. Like, I love when, like, some person has a big breakout year, like uh, maybe Caleb Landry Jones last year, somebody who just For comes to people. your attention. And I wish, do what? For some people. That's David didn't like Caleb Landry Jones. Like, David, into anything. David doesn't like him at all. Well, the, the, the point is, I, I would love to see the Oscars do <laughs> something, <laughs> something more like that. Like, Recognizing young talent, a breakout performer. I think that's more interesting than some of the new categories they've tried to. to so get. kind of like a best new artist yeah. award or recognition, the best best newcomer. Something. Golden Globes used to have that in the sixties and seventies. Yeah, and they used to have like child awards too, didn't they? Juvenile For a couple years acting award. <laughs> this is Will Ferrell every year. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, didn't mean to derail that, but uh, no. that's, yeah. it's cool when like there's somebody who there there's a girl who's in uh, it follows and the guest that oh, yeah. that one year, in, the uh, blonde girl. Yeah, and I love it when like new people just like explode onto the scene, sort of. 
Um, in our year-end thing, we should do our favorite breakthrough performers. That'd be fun. With our like top ten podcast? Yeah. Well, that'd be yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Remember that. <laughs> so the package was directed by um, Jake Savansky. He's the guy who directed and wrote Seven Days in Hell and Tour de Pharmacy. Ah. So the jokes well, are... 50% clever like yeah. half of them work and they're like dick jokes that are funny there's a couple of really good like one liners I'll laugh really hard when they were fucking with a kid on the beach yeah <laughs> dicks get fucked dicks get sucked it's like god damn that's violent uh, it was also it was, it was and it was produced by the workaholics guys um, but thankfully there's no uh, what's his name the guy yeah, Adam Devine Adam Devine it was produced by Ben Stiller and the Workaholics guys. Oddly. Weird. Yeah. But it's got, my favorite line is uh, uh, Blake, I forgot his name, from Workaholics. Uh, he's like laying in bed <laughs> telling the story and he goes, she threw my pee-pee in the poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really dumb humor like that sometimes. And then Yeah, know. I mean there's, the, the package ends up with the wrong owner at some point. And there's this great scene where the guy's in there because his wife got mad at him for cheating on him and cut off his dick. And it, it comes, she comes back and it's like sewn back on and she's like, I'm so sorry, baby, I love you. And then they walk outside and you just like see blood on the window and him screaming again. And she was like, I don't know why I did it again. <laughs> can't stop cutting off his dick. It was just shit like that. But it's definitely worth a watch. It's probably under an hour and a half. And uh, I, like I said, yeah, big fan of uh, Geraldine Viswanathan. Um, you watched Blockers, by the way. If we want to segue to that, because we have not talked about that on here, we think. haven't. Mm-mm. Oh, cool. Yeah, I watched Blockers. TJ watched Blockers. Mm-hmm. Uh, also fun, and Geraldine Viswanathan is good in it. Yeah, and I think oddly, uh, Ike Barinholtz and John Cena run circles around Leslie Man. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I did not like. Her in the movie, she was annoying as shit. Well, I'm, I'm glad, a big Leslie Mann fan. I'm glad the fucking letterbox is hit with this shit now. What? <clears throat> Redirect ads. Mm. You should get that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, would you feel that way? Sorry, I didn't hear you. Baron Holtz and John Cena acted circles around Leslie Mann. Oh yeah, they did. She's a character that I found annoying, and I don't think I was supposed to find her annoying. Yeah, like. Every, they all three had like flaws, but well, Ike Barinholtz was also like to me the standout star of the whole thing. Yeah, like I I, I, I love characters he plays. He and like Adam Pally, like that. Yeah, that group of guys who play you know from the Mindy Project, both of them. Yeah, but the like the the, the lovable idiot type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, maybe because it's my friends are <laughs> <laughs> all kind of slot into that role too. I really loved him in the Neighbors movies, too. Those movies are really funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's... It's hard, I think, to write that character... I think it was it was poor writing Yeah, for her. And I think it's hard to write that character without falling into the trap of, like, oh, I'll just make her a naggy wife. And that's what she is. She's, like, the clingy, I don't want my daughter to go to college mm-hmm. parent. Yeah. John Cena's the, like, she's my... Little girl, parent, and like Baron Holtz is kind of the like. He's an he's an estranged father. He's an estranged father who everybody thinks is an asshole. He ends up being likable, and his attitude toward the whole thing is like, like let's give him condoms, kind of thing. Yeah, like, there's no need to stop him from fucking. He also is convinced his daughter is gay, and she hasn't come out to anybody the whole film. 
which is an interesting, interesting little yeah twist. But yeah, I've heard the movie is a uh, has a surprisingly, or at least it surprised some critics that it had a surprisingly progressive take on uh, how adults should deal with their kids coming to a sexual age. And would you agree with that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the the story they tell is interesting enough in that respect. I mean, wouldn't you say? Like, yeah, it's I, mean, not... I mean, they, they, they kind of display those three tropes of the kids are kids, let them have fun, mm-hmm. the kids need to be protected, and kids are companions, and we should treat them as, you know, best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... The good and bad for all three of this. Yeah. And then you've got, like, John Cena's wife, who's like, I think you're all fucking ridiculous. You know, why are you obsessing about this? Like, it's prom. Like, just let them be. Yeah, pretty much, like, any extreme is bad. It's yeah. kind of her take. Right. This is interesting. I feel like if this movie was in the 90s, those guys would just be the heroes, and the daughters would barely have any dialogue. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's fun because the daughters aren't, like... They are trying to lose their virginity. Yeah. They are drinking and driving around, mm-hmm. and it, none of it seemed like anything I didn't do in high school. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, and it, 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 like, they go to, what I liked, this is weird, they, they go to one high school prom party, and it's not like the Project X kids on the roof, like, destroying shit. There's a lot of people there, but it's like, oh, that's like a, like a moderately sized party, that's, those are high school parties that happen in real life. Yeah. 50 people just standing in a living room. Yeah. Yeah. Like standing out in the yard, just yeah. drinking, right? Not like for some reason a live band in somebody's house, right? While people are swinging on chandeliers, firecrackers <laughs> going off. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Cool. That it was, was good. Interesting. So you would recommend Blockers? It was good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a watch list worthy. It's it's not <laughs> three stars. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, I think this is the year of three star comedies. It's the year uh, three star movies for me so far. Because I three and a half. I also I don't know if I talked about, it, but I also saw Tag, uh, oh, neat. and Tag is right up there with them in that three star trough. I gave it a little bit of higher review, I think, only because Johnson is so good in it. Jake yeah. Johnson, Jake Johnson, yeah, Jake Johnson's really good in it. Uh, I also love, even though he's like such a fifth wheel on the machine, Hannibal Burris is great. He's really good. And Jeremy Renner was fantastic in that role. He, that character irritated the shit out of me, though. Yeah, that's why Jeremy Renner is fucking perfect for him. <laughs> yeah. Like, Jeremy Renner plays the untaggable. Yeah. Yeah. And they really play that up. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's he's not just untaggable, he is a superhero. Yeah. He, he has... He's su- Hawkeye. <laughs> he has superhuman hearing and strength and agility, and it's just completely unbelievable. We finally gave him a Hawkeye movie. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they rewrote some of that where he's like, well, I broke my arms. Can you make me like really cool? Because <laughs> he famously broke his arms during that, but not during Avengers. Yeah. They had in the, Avengers? I know they had those Avengers. <laughs> CGI his arms in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like octopus tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's so hard to tag. He's got Mega Man blasters. Because <laughs> he lives in the ocean. <laughs> the, the scene where he breaks his arms is I mean, like you kind of get it. He like he's running on like chairs set up like a like a wedding venue, mm. and, like slides down a counter that looked like oh, it looks dangerous. <laughs> running on chairs, yeah. But it's all right. 
There's a review up on the website for Tag if you want to read more. Yeah. Now I'm wondering how many of these movies I haven't talked about. It's been a few weeks. Uh, but every time I go to Letterbox, it's like, you want a new iPhone! <laughs> the problem with the Letterbox app is it doesn't let me sort by anything on Android. Letterbox oh. app on Android sucks. Rules for iPhone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet it's great over there. It really fucking is. ivory tower. Oh, I love my tower. <laughs> it's so cozy. <laughs> It's so shiny. It's an eye tower. It's an eye tower. <laughs> right, it's, um, it's an eye tanya. It's an eye tanya. <laughs> and then the, the last movie I want to talk about, the, the, the Oscar one that I, the probable Oscar one, is I watched 8th Grade. Ooh. Yeah. I Would you call it probable Oscar one? It's, I think for a screenplay. I think screenplay too. After, yeah, no, I mean, I know. That's, I think that's where it is. I don't know if I would call it probable. Maybe like, I don't know. It's, there's a good chance, I yeah. guess. So There's an indie slot for that's that. That's literally the definition of probable. Original <laughs> screenplay. <laughs> I don't know if it's probable, but there's a chance. <laughs> but it is more likely than not. You're right. I don't, ha- I don't have a guess for you, but here's my estimate. I think I had it fifth in on my last. Did you have it in on your I September did, prediction? But I feel like there's always that fifth spot that goes to an indie movie in yeah. original screenplay. Yeah. Well, never mind. How was the movie, though? <laughs> <laughs> Movie's really good. Um, it... it it takes place in like the last two weeks of a girl's eighth grade year, um, and it does a really great job of making you feel that awkwardness all over again. Um, I don't know if you guys were kings of your school when you were eighth, in eighth grade. I think eighth grade's the worst year for anybody. Yeah, and that's Cassandra that's, says it was her favorite, but she's weird. <laughs> you threw that in just to like burn the bus. Hey, Cassandra, fuck you. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Here's a dollar. <laughs> Clean yourself up. Yourself up. <laughs> out of context. That is really rough. <laughs> Let's try to edit that one out. What was the context originally, though? <laughs> Edible money? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it's great. Good. Any money? <laughs> it was good. Um, but yeah, so it's... It, it shows something that we didn't have to deal with, which is really interesting. Something I've thought of a lot is what the hell is life like for kids that young with technology being so pervasive and social yeah. media such an institution in their lives. Right. Um, and so it's it's from the perspective of the, the main character, whose name I don't remember. Uh, Kayla, played by Elsie Fisher. Thanks, robot. It was good. <laughs> played Despacito too. Um, I am Joe. The... The movie <laughs> Go <laughs> is. <laughs> We're just playing improv games now. Yeah. No, the main character Kayla, she she has like her own vlog, and most of the the scenes or like the the act breaks are her filming a new vlog, um, basically explaining how to handle the situation that she is handling the opposite way in real life. Hmm. Um, she'll be like, "How to meet friends at parties." And she kind of goes through like, oh, you just need to like be charming, be affable, like go up and, and just just talk to people about anything. You're all in school, talk about school. Meanwhile, it's showing her like really nervous, sitting in the corner, not talking to anyone at this pool party that she like kind of wasn't even invited to. Um, God, I get anxiety just hearing about that. Yeah. yeah. But there's there's some some great uh, parents or adults are out of touch with kids jokes in there. Um, <laughs> very beginning of the movie. It's not a spoiler. It's just an introduction. The uh, they're they're watching a sex ed video, and there's a woman on the screen. She's like, 
Today, we're going to be talking about sexually transmitted diseases. It's going to be lit, fam. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it makes my stomach turn. But. Thinking about. Terrifies me that, like, the vlogs and all that stuff, it's basically like a social minimum requirement. Yeah. I feel like 8th grade is going to be a horror movie, seeing it with a person raising a daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the way around that, bud. Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> you can just not see it. Carrie, if you had a daughter, would you eat her? <laughs> I would. <laughs> For the record, I would not. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's all I want to talk about. I've been playing the same old fucking games that I've been playing for a while. Back on Dead Cells, No Man's Sky. Jeez, Chris, get a new game. Okay. Just play a new game for once. I think I'm thinking about checking out this game with Castles and Dragons. <laughs> it's called Dryer Castle. <laughs> it's called Rye Skin. It's about making bread. Rye Skin. I'm going to no. jump in because I've only milk. seen one movie that Chris didn't talk about. <laughs> didn't we uh, promise Brent that he could go first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we did. Oh, I go last. The denial is the greatest pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> what is this tantric podcasting? <laughs> uh, I watched Life of the Party, 2018 movie starring Melissa McCarthy. I actually watched it right after I watched Blockers. We did a double feature at the house. So I feel like <laughs> Melissa McCarthy movies are never just okay. They're always either great or awful. This one is just okay. Oh wow! Whoa. I actually liked it a little better than Blockers, Hot which oh, was uh, find, surprising. Find the that middle ground. Congratulations um, on your take. Gillian Jacobs is really good, or Gillian Jacobs yeah. is really good. She plays a super yeah. sad character. Like She's probably fifth or sixth build, huh. but uh, really good. Love her. Movie is filmed right down the road from our house. That is pretty much the only reason we watched it. Yeah. It's filmed two miles from where we all live. Uh, but yeah, it's good. It's uh, I did say, <laughs> about old age, I can tell like, watching movies now, is I've changed. Because, like, 20 minutes in the movie, she becomes friends with the sorority girls and her daughter. And they're, like, super embracing. And it happened so quick that I was kind of thrown off on the plot a little bit. Because it wasn't, like, her having to fit in wasn't the plot. The plot is completely something else. Yeah. Which is why I liked it a little more than I thought I would. But uh, I leaned over to Kazan and I was like, if these girls are mean to her, I'm done with this movie. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I sound like a grandmother. I thought like something would have happened on screen and you sleep and like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what a sticky situation. Yeah, it's a, you know, run-of-the-mill plot that is different than the trailer led on, I guess, which, which made it fun. I mean, she gets divorced in the first scene from her husband and decides to go finish her degree and she lives in the dorm. She's got a goth roommate. So in the first 15 minutes, you're just like, yep, yep, I've seen all this. Let's run through those tropes. She does a triple Lindy off the diving board. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's it's short, it's fun. She, like, overcomes some some fears, and the friends are really good, really good little group of friends. And they're acted well. Um, Maya Rudolph plays her friend. She's always good. I'm a big Maya Rudolph fan. Me too. But, uh, yeah, McCarthy's great when she gets a good script, I think. Well, it's just she and her husband write all of their scripts, so I don't understand why, <laughs> like, what the difference is there. Uh, yep, they wrote this one together. <laughs> uh, there's some that she's in, though, that I'm sure that she didn't write. Yeah. And I feel like... But, like, most most of the Melissa McCarthy movies that are out are ones that she and her Does husband... Does she co-write with Kristen Wiig? 
Bridesmaids? No. no. But see, I've, I've actually heard that a lot of her best movies are the few movies where he did not write for her. Okay. Which is really weird. That like he, they wrote Tammy together, but not Bridesmaids. Not Spy. Not Spy. Yeah, Spy was good. But yeah, all the movies in between, like that weird road trip movie with Goldie Hawn, whatever that was called. I don't know. Y'all. I don't know. Alright. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, I, I thought she was really good in St. Vincent. Yeah. She was great in that. But I mean, that's a completely different. I'm pretty game. excited for the uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? After seeing the trailer and hearing some uh, yeah, from it. Good. I wonder if he wrote some on Happy, Happy Time. Time. Yeah, maybe. Because that's also gotten horrible reviews. Anyway. Uh, I finished a couple of TV shows. Um, Jack Ryan uh, ran through. Mm-hmm. Not great. Not anywhere close to bad. Uh, slightly above average. Would you change my recommendation? Of My recommendation was basically... And I'm going to make it mine. And I haven't... <laughs> I haven't uh, I haven't finished the show, but like, would you agree with like my take after four episodes, which is if you like this sort of thing, you'll like this. Like, if you like that style of show, if you're really into, you know, international plots and whatnot, then you'll like this show. But it doesn't seem essential. I would change it a little bit and say if you don't like that at all, stay away. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That's a different sure recommendation. Yeah. It's very watchable for people. I don't think you have to be in it, like into it. It's not deep. They don't go really deep into like the analyzing side. Sure. You you see him analyze a lot, but it's pretty like elementary level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. Though. I mean, Krasinski's good. Um, who's what's the suit guy's name? Uh, Wendell Pierce. Wendell Pierce. Yeah. Is he's fine as like the no nonsense CIA station chief? Yeah. Um. His girlfriend is a character from the books. Uh, she was in Three Billboards. She was Woody Harrelson's wife, Abby Cornish. Oh yeah. Um, so she's fine. Everything of everything about it is like pretty okay. good. Yeah. The main villain, I think, is great. I don't know if you've really you see a lot more of him in the last four episodes. He do in the first four episodes. Yeah. He's a Lebanese guy who wasn't radical and didn't grow up in a radical family, but was. Pretty much accidentally bombed. His family was killed, and him and his brother grew up pretty much to become a terrorist. They do a, they do a really good job of making him not just completely like miserable, and you just want him to die. Mm-hmm. They did a pretty good job of like showing showing why complexity created, yeah. yeah, humanizing him, yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty good, and I watched something that I know Chris watched anyway. The second season of American Vandal. Oh yeah, I did watch that. Oh, how is it? Great. Not quite as good. They yes. they they missed Tatro. Yeah. They the, they don't Honestly. have Tatro who's the actor who played Dylan. Oh. Uh, yeah. They just don't have that. Yeah. They lucked in with they lucked into him. Yeah. I mean he's a award nominee. Mm-hmm. And they can't tell that story again from that angle. Like the you know, the fuck around idiot who is probably guilty, but maybe not. Like that, you know. If you like that, rewatch season one. Yeah, I mean, and the the first episode is really interesting. How they like, we didn't think this was going to be a thing. It took the nation by storm. We yeah. got in like tons of letters about people wanting us to come solve cases. We had to like sift through 
so much bullshit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, they do, like, a mock-up of, like, well, when our, when our documentary was on Vimeo, and then we got Netflix money, and they, like, you know, it's this whole pretend that they were, like, actual documentarians, mm-hmm. which is clever. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't seen The Keepers, um, Netflix documentary uh, series, uh, but that's what this season is more closely parodying. Okay. Um, which is a hard angle to take, is your, <laughs> like, <laughs> child so. sex abuse, kind of, but, you know, they only parody the style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And so it takes place in like a Christian school. We all know. Well, David, you never finished the first season, right? No, you never went back. Do you know what this one is about? Like what the crime is? Uh, something fecally. Yes. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it too much because yeah. I didn't know. I knew it was about finding the turd burglar, so I knew yeah. there were turds involved. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that first episode, about thirty minutes in, I was just like, "Oh man!" I mean, it is. Yeah. It is it's dirty. It is it is more <laughs> serious. Also, like the stakes are higher than the first season of American Vandal. It's not just somebody graffitiing dicks on cars. So, it makes the mystery maybe more engaging to me. But it's it's not as it's not as funny. Yeah, I mean, I think the two kids are better in this one than they were in the first one because they they've done it before now. Yeah, and so that brings it up a, a good bit. But yeah, losing that dynamic actor you had in the first yeah. season just mm-hmm. brings it down a little bit. I still love Sam. Maybe they did it because poop is funny. Poop is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. But let's just say. <laughs> well, did you uh, watch any movies besides uh, Turdy Rotten Scoundrels? No. No? Okay. No movies? I watched The Package and Block. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Breezy on the streets. Breezy on the streets. You might see the Joker teaser. They call it, they're calling it a screen test, but it's a teaser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do y'all? What are your What are your thoughts going forward on that movie? I'm gonna watch any Batman movie. Yes, I guess my <laughs> prediction for like a will Batman Medi- be in the movie? <laughs> what's your What's your predicted Metacritic score for that movie? Sixty two. That's pretty good. What are you? Hmm. Man, it could be like I think it's going to be so like in the seventies or eighties or like thirties. Yeah, I was about to say I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a number or it's double. It's thirty seven or seventy four. That's that's going to be my <laughs> prediction. So, what's weird for me is the director of this movie. You all know Todd Phillips. Yeah, it's just it's so out of sorts for him. I just I'm worried about that aspect of it. Well, at least it's not Zack Snyder or any of his no like kidding. following. Yeah, no, no, definitely, hundred percent. They they needed to take the DCE franchises away from him, like as soon as possible. Yeah, he did do War Dogs, and War Dogs was like, I thought War Dogs was good. I also, also, and I know that I'm alone in this, but I also contend that I don't think Zack Snyder has made a a, a good movie. movie. Yeah. Like I know that there's there's people who like the Watchmen, and I don't dislike the Watchmen because I like because of comparison to the comic book. All he did was just film a good comic book. Like he just took the, the most low were. effort endeavor. It's a nice when the movie is already storyboarded for you. <laughs> and I don't think I mean obviously did he do three hundred? He did. Do yeah, three hundred. Three hundred was just like a visual effects affair. I was underwhelmed about three hundred when I finally got around to watching it because. 
it'd been like a couple years later. Yeah, it's it's it was okay. Y'all know the rest of the cast for that movie though? The Joker? No. Robert De Niro is gonna be in it. Zazie Beats. Cool. Gonna be in it. Uh Bill Camp. You know who Bill Camp is? Yeah. From yeah. Leftovers. Played Okay. Uh, uh the Leftovers? Yeah. He played He's the cop in the uh David the Burton. Okay. Oh right, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I'm kind of excited about it. I also didn't know that DiCaprio dropped out of that role. I'd miss that. I remember there being some talk that DiCaprio might be in when they thought like uh Scorsese might direct the movie. Yeah. Which is just all that was all What the fuck was, was that like, sentence, Brent? I know, right? <laughs> That was that would the Joker be movie. yeah, the Joker from the Batman was going to be directed by Scorsese, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, because Scorsese can't work without him these days. Apparently, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm getting more optimistic about the movie. I still stand by my point in that I think an origin story is the antithesis of of the Good Joker. Movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, the Joker's origin story was always vague. Yeah. Like, he and fell changing. in... Yeah. Like, that's why, like, when people are like, oh, what's the Joker's real name? It's like, I don't know. I mean, they are basing this off original content. Yeah. Okay. So, there's... Sure. Yeah. I'm just, I mean, I'm not a comic guy. I don't... Yeah. Um, I'm just tired of origin stories, man. I just don't know if this is a... I don't think this is going to be an origin story in the same way that, like... We think of origin stories. Like, I, does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's going to be like a self-contained story of a psycho. Right. Is my impression. Are we finally going to like figure out the, how he got those scars? Well, I mean, I just, I don't, I don't think at the end we're going to see him like paint a smile on and then scream to black. You know what yeah. I mean? Or some annoying yeah. shit like that. It's just that I hope, I hope you're right, and I hope that's not what it is. But there are definitely some people out there who want that, which just those are people who. Suck. Frankly, are just bad at watching movies, and it's like the people who in the dark who watched The Dark Knight and heard Heath Ledger, you know, talk tell the three different stories, and then they're afterwards they're just like, I need a scene telling me which one was real. Like, why? That's not the point. The point yeah. is the story changes. Right. Like None of them are real. All of them are real. Brent shared a YouTube video to movies by us a couple weeks ago, but it's like that guy's thing. It's like, uh, this is gonna sound real douchey, and I'm sorry, but you're watching movies wrong. <laughs> Yeah, if you're just constantly talking about plot holes. Yeah. 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 Because there's nothing interesting about people doing the things that you would do. Because that's just real life is all that is. That's just... Uh, fucking boring to watch Batman walk from wherever the hell that jail is all the way back to New York. It'd be yeah. boring as shit. Yeah. The movie would be 20 hours long. But how did he get there? <laughs> yeah. you he could get there in a week? I mean, that guy made a lot of good points. You've always made a lot of good points. My favorite probably has been Chris's super simplistic reason of... Like, yeah, you don't have to see him reload guns. You don't see him poop. But you assume that it happens. You just assume that's how the bullets get back into the gun. Well, and then, it's not just that, though, but it's... Give me this, give me this, give me this. You know, when people talk about plot holes as people doing dumb things in movies, but, like... People are irrational. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would make more sense if the Bond villain just killed James Bond when he had him. But then that'd be a boring-ass movie. I wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah. Right. I just assume that happens in all the movies that aren't, aren't made. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, those, yeah, those are called murders. Right. <laughs> Sam Jack, yeah, Sam Jackson just stood up and blown Tim Roth away. 
immediately. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, got derailed, but yeah, that's... Why does Beatrix make a list on an index card? <laughs> yeah. So it's the same people complain right. about, like, dumb shit. The Last Jedi. It's like, why did Holdo not tell him... Why did they not tell Poe the plans? Because Poe had proven to be pretty damn untrustworthy by that point. Yeah. But also, they can make mistakes. That's also makes e- characters interesting. Every Star Wars fan that has that criticism has completely lost touch with the idea of the scoundrel archetype. Yeah. Which is what Poe is closest to. And... Well, I don't need to... Right. I feel like I spend a lot of time talking about how I hate fans of things. <laughs> and I won't do that right now. But I will say, as an irritating fan of something, I'm tired of origin stories. Uh, to me, it's, you know, the exciting mythology behind Achilles isn't that he was dipped into the river by his mother. Isn't that he had, like, brothers and sisters that died, like, trying to do it. It's, you know, it's the Iliad. It's mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. him fighting in the war and being a hero. Like, that's the story I want. And superheroes are our like, modern American mythology stories. Yeah. Like, I don't want... Like, the new Spider-Man game came out and people are praising it. One of the reasons why is because you start as fucking Spider-Man. It's not a, it's not a flash forward. You don't have a flashback where Uncle Ben gets killed and says some stupid line again. You just fu- you're fucking Spider-Man. You just start as him. Yeah. You start swinging on a web. Because that's what people want to do. Right. They don't want to be Peter Parker. I like origin stories when they're characters I don't know very yeah. well. Like, the Doctor Strange movie, for instance. I just didn't know much about Doctor Strange. And I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, how did this character get into this? But, like, for example, they keep retelling the Spider-Man story. In like the origin story, in so many, and they did with Amazing Spider-Man, and that's why it was so not yeah Amazing Spider-Man, and that's why it was so much better than all the others. No, they did with Amazing. They did it with Homecoming. The new, the new Tom Holland. They never gave Tom Holland. Yes, Spider-Man. Yes, Yes. sorry. Yeah, yeah, Amazing Spider-Man. So sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's just they to go through the same things that people know. Like Superman's origin story is not super interesting. And no, but we had to fucking watch it over and over again. Yeah, Batman <laughs> falling into a well, and you know, or whatever, and being scared by bats. Everyone knows that famous Batman story. He fell into a well. That's how he became the Batman. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're it, like we don't need to see Bruce Wayne's parents get killed in an alley, right. right? Because it's the same fucking thing as Spider Man. It doesn't matter. It doesn't help you understand that character in the modern sense because you already know that character. And that's why a Joker origin story seems unnecessary to me if it's done in a traditional origin story yeah. kind of way. But if it's but if it's what you say, if it's just like the early career of the Joker being the Joker. And not even like of the Joker. It's like here's a character from this thing. Here's a story. And, about and this is not any yeah. It's not like I don't have any insight. I'm just saying ideally. There's a character in this series of things. We're going to take him out and kind of just use that character as a basis for a movie about a psycho. Like, I'd totally be down for that. Like, yeah. even though this might not... Not to put this in the movie, but, like, if at the end of uh, Joker, he's just like, and that's how it happened. Or not. <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> fuck you. This isn't canon. Yeah. I don't... Yeah. Like, that would be the Joker to me. Which is, like, to sit and make you listen to, like, a two-hour story of his beginning. Yeah. And then just be like... Yeah, here's what I don't want. I don't want at the end, like, Joker gets away or falls off, but he's still alive, and, like, you see the bat signal in the sky. Like, I don't want that. Yeah. Just fucking leave it alone and make a movie. 
Yeah, if you're going to have Batman in it, don't put it in as some like, over-the-top obvious Easter egg. Like, we we understand that this character will go on to fight Batman. We, mm-hmm. we get that. Yeah. Or we won't. I don't need to know either way. <laughs> I don't actually give a shit. Right. Uh, but I'm going to watch it because it's... Well, I mean, it's, yeah. Oscar-winning actor playing a... Or Oscar-nominated actor playing a super fun character. Mm. Yeah, that are just completely subvert expectations and have him just kill Batman in the movie. <laughs> First scene. <laughs> Five seconds in, he just, like, <laughs> let her open her to the throat of Batman. I thought you were going to say the subvert expectations. First scene, he's at a kid's birthday party. He he slays. He's <laughs> they think he's hilarious. Gets his 200 bucks from the mom, leaves, books another party. Maybe good, this that's is a good day for Joker. <laughs> He's old. got he's got jokes. They're hilarious. Old. He gets the like microwave dinner out of the microwave. It's a little too hot though. He's got the corners. I don't know why you're stereotyping that birthday party clowns are poor. Maybe he goes out to Sizzler. Doesn't have to eat a microwave dinner. Maybe he meets up with his friends. He doesn't have to eat by himself. What friends? You fascist. You Nazi. You joker. <laughs> you. Baby. <laughs> Any other news? David had a lot. They had to leave. There's a lot of news we got to sort through this We're week. Like, Sweet. Right before the news segment, David's like, gotta go back. He's like, uh, 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 I guess no news happened. Although David has always told us that there is a location for this document where he keeps the news. And all of us are too stubborn or lazy to look at <laughs> Gaggledorf? Uh, I don't think it's on that. Uh, I will say, since this, since this is the first thing we've recorded since it happened, uh, the Emmys were last week. Oh, yeah. How'd that go? <laughs> I'm, I'm personally completely unaware of anything that occurred there. Um, Marvelous uh, Colin, Jost, and Michael Che were good hosts. Uh, they've already been asked to come back and host next year. Um, obviously not like formally, but... Mm-hmm. And uh, Marvelous yeah. Mrs. Maisel was the big comedy winner mm-hmm. of the night. And uh, oh, Game of Thrones won drama, right? Game, Game of Thrones, Thrones won, won drama, drama, but that's all it won. Oh, yeah. oh and Peter Dinklage won. Yes. For Tyrion Lannister. I, mean, my, I know. I know your view on it. Brent's view is that it was a down season for Game of Thrones, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I still think it's, technically, if you're doing the awards based on nothing but, like, what was the best thing that aired last year... Game of Thrones is always better than everything else because it's literally like a hundred million dollar budget movie, like every episode. I, I, I mean, yeah, it's just so hard to compare it to anything else. It's next level. I, I also, I, mean? I also wonder how they're going to treat it this last season because if I were categorizing things in like the Emmy headquarters, I would say that this last season is a limited series run. It's not a full season. It's six episodes. It's like not happening. Yeah. In like it's like it's like a difficult thing. I think that it was probably difficult to decide. Like what what do you call curb your enthusiasm? The show will go away for four years and come back for one season. Right. And go away for two years and come back for another season. Like you can't. It's hard to call it a series mm-hmm. when it has such an unpredictable production schedule and release schedule. Right. So like Game of Thrones never released. On like an actual set timeline, it was just like when it's fucking done, we'll put it out. Yeah, it doesn't matter, and you'll like it and you'll watch it. Yeah. 
Uh, a couple more highlights, just real quick. Uh, outstanding limited series went to the assassination of Gianni Versace. Kono Kasana always has been saying that that team was is, really good. That team is just fucking slaying. Yeah, with the the American blank story crew. Yeah. Uh, outstanding lead actress comedy was Rachel Brosnahan for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Bill Hader and Henry Winkler both won for Barry lead and supporting for Barry. I like that show a lot. I'm excited. It's glad to get Bill see Bill Hader winning. Um, <laughs> he was he was honestly stunned that he won. He was very stunned. I mean, yeah, it's Bill Hader versus. He's going up against Anthony Anderson, Ted Danson, Larry David, and Donald Glover, William H. Macy. Yeah. Like, that's a fucking talent. Uh, Brent, lead actor of drama series, went to a winner of a show. I know you watch and enjoy. Uh, Matthew Reese won for The Americans. Oh, yeah. And uh, Claire Foy won for The Crown. Yep. She's so good. I've only seen the first season of The Crown, but... The second, second season is really good. I'm sure it only gets better because it just gets more interesting. And, yeah, she becomes older and more experienced, more assertive as the queen. It's good. And that show's really interesting to me because she thanked the cast and crew for the next season because it's a completely different cast and crew. Because, right. Not crew, but completely different cast because as they get older, you know, Everybody's the role changing. ages out of the current actress. What's his name was really good is Philip. Matt Smith. Doctor? Yeah. Was the 10th Doctor? Is that right? 11th. 11th. Okay. Um... The only other thing I saw that I thought was notable, I mean, SNL did really well, and John Oliver, they won their respective categories. Uh, SNL had a ton of nominees this year, which was weird. First time that happened. Yeah, they had nominations time. outside of, like, Variety and Guest Star. Yeah, they, they had, had nominations for, like, three best. supporting actor nominees. Yeah. You had Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, and Keenan got his first. Nice. Um, but uh, Regina King... Uh, one lead actress in a limited series for Seven Seconds, which is a Netflix original. So, yeah. good to see the streaming services keeping it up. Oh yeah, uh, primetime basic television got destroyed. They didn't win like ABC Network NBC. TV's fucking and, done. The only the thing NBC got was Yeah, they just need to keep putting out shit old people watch, make money. Yeah. They're they're done winning shit. It's just yeah, NCIS. Yeah, that sort of thing. What, what was I watching when someone made that stupid joke? Oh, it's that's Bojack. Sorry. <laughs> they're talking about like cop shows, and they're like, cop shows only succeed if they're named after one person, like Nickus and Nickus New Orleans. <laughs> like, wait, do you think that's. Anyway. What's uh, coming out this week? Okay, well. Let me read you this cast, see if this piques your interest for a movie mm. that you might want to see. Danny DeVito. Yes. <laughs> In. Common. Ooh. Jimmy Tetra. Huh? LeBron He's James. The guy from first season of American Vision. Is this Space Jam 2? Zendaya. Oh, no, I do not want to see Littlefoot. James Corden and Channing Tatum in Smallfoot. Smallfoot. Which is a worse name than Littlefoot. Well, Littlefoot's probably get confused with the dinosaur movie from when we were kids. Uh, probably you're right. Smallfoot. Which I think is, Smallfoot looks adorable. It's probably going to be shitty. But a Yeti is cute. Uh, this is actually, I don't know, a clever story. Uh, a Yeti is convinced that the elusive creatures known as humans really do exist. Yeah, that sounds cute. Um, Chris has no soul. Well, if you don't like that, <laughs> might I suggest... Night School, starring Kevin Hart and I Tiffany do want Haddish. to see that. Ah, yeah. we'll stay away from that piece of garbage. I think that looks hilarious. There's also Hellfest. 
Belfast. On Halloween night at a horror theme park, a costumed killer begins slaying innocent patrons oh, yeah. who believe that it's all part of the festivities. I saw the trailer for this. It looks so dumb. Yeah, I love dumb horror movies. Yeah. They're not Bl- scary. Yeah, Blumhouse is probably the produ- the production company. It probably cost them $15 million to make, and they're going to make $100 million. And... <laughs> ching Yep. Well, how about... A modernized telling of Little Women. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. Why? Why? <laughs> why are you doing this like Don Pardo? Yeah. A modernized telling <laughs> of Nassim Padrad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll take the. Uh, is it actually Bloomhouse the horror movie? <laughs> I need to know that before I pick it. I just imagine that it is. I don't know. I was really pleased with Happy Death Day last year. So I, oh, I watched Truth or Dare. Oh, it didn't look. It's entertaining. Okay, but it's, it's still like, it looked like it took itself too seriously to be yeah. good. No, right. Cool. I mean, I might give it a shot. I mean, everyone who's in the room when the like big thing happens, their faces are constantly in this like really cartoonish grin. Okay. No, it's goofy. Nice. <laughs> I I pick Night School. I'll take Smallfoot. I guess I'm. Um, you mean little foot? No, small foot. Bigfoot. I'm picking. Ugh, I don't want to watch any of these movies. Hellfest. All right. Cool. Well, that was Talkie Talk. Was it? This was me bias. <laughs> Something. Those were our Facebook groups. <laughs> movies bias, games bias, TV bias. That was our email at media bias at gmail.com. Me. That was our that was our Twitter at me bias tweet 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 tweet. That was our uh, intro music courtesy of the Willow Walkers. Willow Thanks, Willow Walkers. Walkers. Why are you wet? That was you, the listener, subscribing and giving us a rating. Boo <laughs> And that sound you just heard was Boo Reefa starting their song. So we gotta shut up so they can play. Bye bye. Thanks everybody. Kicking rocks. Down old dusty roads Small town slowpokes Long time ago Kicking out records Of all the things that I know All the things that I know